Hey everyone, welcome to the New City Church Podcast, and welcome today to episode number 20 of Ask Pastor Joel. Each week we take questions concerning the previous week's sermon from New City Church, or just a burning biblical question that's weighing on someone's heart. And back in the studio we got Pastor Joel. Hey man. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, you ready for this? I am ready for this. It's a good question today. Um, The question actually comes from my wife, Danica. Um, And her question is, where do faith teachers typically use the following example as an argument for why it's always God's will to heal? Quote, in scripture, Jesus never turned anyone away who desired healing, end quote. Now, I know that's not always God's will to heal, but how would you respond to someone using this to argue for healing? Great question. So, yeah, you know, you look at the New Testament and you can, you can see that in the gospel narratives, Jesus is approached by people um, that desire healing and he'll often challenge their faith and ask questions to clarify, you know, do you believe um, that I can do this? Yes, I believe. And so, and so you, and you find that. And then you also find him with crowds of people and the scriptures say things like, and he, he healed them all and, he, you know, or he'd spend a large amount of time and he'd casting out demons and healing all who came to him. And so uh, I guess it seems, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not a surprise that um, a faith, the faith prosperity guys would look at this and say, you know, this is a great opportunity to help, you know, get people to see that if they're not healed, uh, there's something wrong with them, uh, something wrong with their faith, because God would do this every time. So the first thing that came to mind, and I, I only have a couple scriptures to share, um, but I think they're pretty significant. And it's not an example of, of Jesus, but it is an example of a godly uh, man. His name is the Apostle Paul. <laughs> and he asks um, more than once for the infirmity that is in his life to be taken from him. And it is not done. And God literally says no. And it's in 2 Corinthians 12, 8. Actually, if you were to begin in verse 7, Paul just got, gets on t- talking about this heavenly vision. He says, so to keep me from con- being con- becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to heal me, or excuse me, to keep me from becoming seated. Now, you might argue, well, that what is that? Um... Is it a disease? No, probably not. Some people think it was an eye affliction of some sort. If, it, if that is the case, then it would be a physical ailment that he could have been healed from. There is, even, there is some speculation that this was a physical ailment that kept Paul um, humbled, and it kept him relying on the Lord for strength. He says this, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he, speaking of God, said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I don't often hear that quoted from prosperity preachers because a prosperity preacher, a faith healer, would have to then admit admit that even if someone is not healed, God can be greatly magnified and glorified and that weakness is actually elevated as a good thing here. So what makes us weak in this world? Sometimes it's a physical thing. It makes us feel weak. A disease can make us weak. Uh, even just age and physical fatigue 
uh, tiredness, uh, a particular obstacle. It could be a yeah, it could be a physical condition that is uh, that you've asked for years. You've, maybe you've asked many, many times, as Paul, take this from me. But this, I believe, is a is a classic example of how weakness is used in the kingdom of God to glorify Him in ways that healing might not. So healing glorifies God, and so does not healing. I think there's a couple of other examples that we can think of in Scripture. Would be um, if that is if that is the case that just because Jesus never turned anybody away in the records that we've been given. Um, that uh, that it must be his will to heal everybody all the time. But th- there are also inferences that we can get from Scripture. And there's a couple. Uh, if you look at Mark chapter 6, verse 5, Jesus is going about the villages. It says, He could not do mighty works there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. That That text doesn't say anything really about people asking him for healing or coming to him. And in fact, when we see Jesus going to particular villages and places, um, we also know that that means that he's excluding other villages and places. That by Jesus going to do something at a particular place, he's also choosing not to go to other places. So a faith healer would say, it is the will of God for all people to be healed. They don't just narrow it down to all people who want to be healed. They, will, they would say, it is not God's will for anyone to be sick. Um, and so, fa- in fact, if you are sick, you do not have enough faith. Um, and we just know that that's um, unbiblical. So I would say that the best answer, the best way to sort of think through this and why that's unbiblical, ungodly, um, is because, uh, the, because the New Testament is filled with so much glory and weakness. Um, even Christ himself being willing to subject himself to... Um, the hands of others and become uh, made weak for the glory of the Father. Um, all of those things just, to me, they, they sort of crush and, and destroy the prosperity gospel's view of, of what healing should be. I don't think that it should diminish our faith in the fact that God does heal, though, and that we can continually go to God and ask Him for healing if there's, a, if there's an affliction. But we cannot conclude that it is always God's will to heal. Uh, interesting other inference. So this was not long after Jesus was on the earth. Remember in, in the book of Acts, um, Peter is at the temple and there's a guy, presumably, that's been there asking for alms um, for his whole life. Which means, which means that he was there when Jesus was on earth. And there's this man that's sitting at the temple and the, the disciples get the opportunity to extend grace and healing, but, but, Jesus, but Jesus never did. Um, so you have, you have examples of people that Jesus did not heal. Um, it's, it's also interesting, too, that we don't, we don't really have, you know, we, don't, we know that the disciples were human and they had issues. Um, his, his, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. In the chosen version of the Gospels, they even give one of the disciples an infirmity of some sort. Um, but that's that's not necessarily true. Or, but the 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 reason, I guess, why they would do that, and I'm not staking any sort of uh, 
commendation or not of the chosen. That's not what this is about. But the reason why they would do that is because the, the disciples were human. And they did have, in three and a half years of ministry, would certainly have gotten sick, had some sort of ailments or you know, fatigue. And Jesus focused all his attention on other people. He, he literally focuses in. We see he resurrected Lazarus, right? But he wasn't one of his disciples. And so um, there's clearly people that were not overlooked, but that Jesus in his sovereignty leaves some um, heal, unhealed and others he heals. And those who put their faith in him and trust him in their weakness and in their times of needing healing, they learn things in those times that they would otherwise just not have the benefit of learning growth, um, dependence on the Lord, reliance on him in weakness. The, what it does to the soul to need to cry out to God when you're not healed, similar to the Apostle Paul, that his strength is made perfect in our weakness, that, that takes work for a Christian to realize that. So uh, I guess if you're listening to this and, you, and you've had something that you want to be healed from or you've asked this before and you're not healed, um, just don't forget that God is also glorified in people relying on him through their suffering and through the weaknesses that we have. And he may choose to heal you, but he may not. And uh, like the Apostle Paul, we need to be able to say, yeah, well, your grace is sufficient. Uh, your grace is sufficient for these things. And um, it's a hard lesson to learn, but I think it's, I think it's thoroughly biblical um, that when Jesus chooses to heal, he's also at some to say, <laughs> he, yeah, he heals some and, he, and others he doesn't. And it's his sovereign will, his sovereign plan, and we, need, and we can trust him. Um, so, Bad argument from the faith healers, uh, in my opinion, and I think just a quick look at scriptures, you can you can see that that's that's not a not a valid point that that can be made. Yeah, that's been one that we've uh, um, me me and my wife Danica have been battling with. I I, I guess more specifically her, um, she was in a so her and I we've dealt with infertility for our whole marriage. We've been at least six six years next month. Um, and she was involved in this infertility, um, support group kind of, it's like a national thing. And, uh, they were at, you know, she found out, you know, a little further in that they were really word of faith. And it's just been something that she's been struggling with. We've been walking through. Mm. It's like, you know, why, you know, if God is a good God, you know, why would he, why would he not give us kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so we've, you know, just dealing with infertility, five miscarriages. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Personal thing for us. Yeah, that's, and that's extremely hard. And I think I would always counsel people to remember that the statement is not, I, I, I try not to start a statement with if God is good, but since God is good, he's going to allow this for some reason that I cannot see or, or foresee yet. Since he is good, he's doing something like this that only he can use for his glory. Right. Because we know he's good. And that's a, that's a step of faith. Um, but we don't doubt his goodness. and We don't doubt his grace. We have evidence in the, in the scriptures that even in the midst of suffering, God is good and faithful. 
So that'd be one thing I would encourage somebody to do is, is even just train yourself, discipline yourself to say, since God is good, we're going to walk through this season mm-hmm. of hardship and trial in our weakness with a lot of pain, but God is doing something. Mm-hmm. He's working something through this trial that only he can work. Yep. Um, yeah, we've had similar, similar, similar types of things where you would say, why God? But then you, you have to remember the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the God is good and unchangingly good. So, yep. yeah. Thanks, Danica, for the question. Really good question. And yeah. yeah. There's a um, kind of something I've, I lean back on in these kinds of situations that, you know, we, we wonder why God doesn't do something physically beneficial, physically good for us. And, I, and something I've been falling back on is, you know, as a earthly father, you know, you want what's physically good for your children. Like, you know, we would never want our kids to be, have cancer, you know, to be harmed in any sort of way. But God as a spiritual father may be willing to sacrifice our physical good for our spiritual good. He doesn't want anything spiritually bad to happen to us. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I like, that's, a good, that's a good thought because we are spiritual beings ultimately. And someone could be healed and have all, per, you know, have no infirmities and in that life find that they never rely on God spiritually. Right. Yeah. And then that would be the most detrimental thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thought. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Yeah, Danny, thanks for, thanks for that question. I know you've been waiting a little bit for that one. Hope, I hope that uh, blessed you and helped you out a little bit. So, I actually have an qu- announcement. Um, I'll, Joel, I'll just let you... Uh, You're going to let me announce it? Yep. yep. Oh, well, there's, um, we're going to enter into a season of a, of a brief break, and uh, we'll be back soon. And if you're familiar with biblical... Uh, eschatology, you know that soon can mean anything. <laughs> um, so we'll be back soon, but um, I personally can use a season of uh, less on my plate with a lot of things going on, some traveling, some projects that I'm working on, um, plus just the church. The church is growing, a lot of shepherding and pastoral things. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a break um, and plan to come back at the right time. We'll, 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 yeah. yeah, well, an adequate amount of time. Maybe the new year. It could be the new year. It could yeah. be as long as January and yeah. give us some time to even plan out, uh, take in some questions, maybe even do a little bit of planning mm-hmm. and pre-recording, maybe even have yeah. a little bit more time to put some, some of the episodes in the bank and, and then be able to release them some, some come January without as much pressure. Yeah. Um, and maybe winter will slow down a little bit and give us some of that time. So, Yeah. 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 Episode 20, though. It's a good episode to land yep. on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been a great season. And a lot of, I, I was just looking at our looking at our downloads, and been a lot of downloads by people. There was even one episode, I think, about the millennium or the rapture or something, where there was 60, 60 downloads. And that's like more than two times as much as our next. That's awesome. So, so we need more hot topic questions. Yeah. <laughs> so um, speaking of questions, I mean, if you do have a question and you're willing to wait a couple months, a few months to get an answer. You still, still text us your questions um, to two zero seven seven nine zero one nine five five, and I'll make sure I put it on uh, on the queue for when we come back in season two of Ask Pastor Joel. Um, date TBD. TBD. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 
Um, but we hope you are blessed by, well, by today's episode, but also by this first season of Ask Pastor Joel. Um, and if you were, we'd love for you to just continue to check out episodes like these. So just to continue to stay connected with us, hit that follow or the subscribe button at the top of our page. And please, please make sure to give us a review when you listen to these uh, these question, these Q&A um, sessions and also the, the sermon sessions um, as it will help us out a lot with getting this Christ-centered content out on these platforms. So that's all we have for today. We hope you have a blessed week and a blessed uh, fall. And Lord willing, we will see you um, in the new year. In the new year. Yes. Thank yeah. you, everybody. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the New City Church podcast. For more content from New City Church, check us out on any of the major podcasting platforms. Or if you want to find our gathering times, location, or any other information about New City, check out our website at www.bathnewcity.church. We hope to have you join us next episode.